Section number 43 of Four and Twenty Fairy Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Appendix Mademoiselle de la Force by James Planchet Charlotte Rose de la Force was the daughter of François de Camont, Marquis de Castlemorin, and granddaughter of Jacques de Camont, Duc de la Force, whose escape from the massacre of Saint whose escape from the massacre of Saint Bartholomew is celebrated in the Honred of Voltaire, and whose afterwards greatly signalized himself by his exploits during the reign of Henry the Fourth and Louis the Eighth. She was born in the castle at Castelnove, near Basse in Guinea, about sixteen fifty, and died in Paris in seventeen twenty four. Her mother, Marguerite de Vicoff, was Dame de Casanove and daughter of the Baron de Casanov. Mademoiselle de la Force would therefore appear to be maternally connected with Madame de Marat. She is said to have been married in 1687 to Charles de Brion, but that the marriage was declared null and void ten days afterwards. She was the author of several memoirs and romances, and of an epistle, in verse, to Madame de Maintenon, but is best known by her fairy tales, Contes de Contes, though only one of them has, to my knowledge, appeared previously in English. That one is Fairer Than a Fairy. Plubel Coffee was published with the usual abridgments and alterations about twenty years ago in a collection of nursery tales the story bears a strong resemblance to the gracieuse and penchant of the countess de aulnoy and although the plot is rendered more intricate by the addition of another pair of lovers it does not gain an interest as much as it loses in coherence and simplicity the fair author has however appended a note to her story called le enchanteur which forbids us to suppose that she was indebted to any previous writer for the plot of her story she says this story le enchanteur is taken from an ancient romance ancien livre gothic named Percival, several things being omitted which were not in accordance with our modern tastes, and several others added. Some names are changed. It is the only story that is not entirely the composition of the author. All the others are purely of her invention. After this positive declaration, which we have no right to question, why should we refuse to give credit to the Countess de Aulnoy? for the possession of equal powers of imagination. I am by no means impugning the originality of Plubel de Fee in pointing out that the notion of the fair of time seems to have been suggested by an old fairy legend of Normandy. Near the village of Puy, half a league to the northeast of Dieppe, there is a high plateau surrounded on all sides by high entrenchments 
except that over the sea where the cliffs render it inaccessible it is named la cité de lime or le camp de césar or simply le catel or castel tradition tells that the fees used to hold a fair there at which all sorts of magic articles from their secret stores were offered for sale and the most courteous entreaties and blandishments were employed to induce those who frequented it to become purchasers but the moment any one did so and stretched forth his hand to take the article he had selected the perfidious fees seized him and hurled him down the cliffs i cannot say that mademoiselle de la force had made the most of this tradition supposing her to have been acquainted with it her allusion to the in entertainments at marley to which alone she says this fair was to be compared has reference i think to a fancy fair as we should call it in which the stalls were attended as in our days by the principal personages of the court i feel satisfied that i have somewhere seen an account of that entertainment but unfortunately have no note which would enable me to turn to the authority the good woman la bonne femme is far superior to plus belle que fille it is indeed worthy of madame d'aulnay and i cannot account for it never having previously met with a translator it will be recognized by playgoers as the foundation of my fairy extravaganza the good woman in the wood in which form the dramatic incidents of this charming story were first introduced to a london public as we are bound after the author's declaration to consider it an original story we need not trouble ourselves to hunt after its source the other original fairy tales personette tourbillon vert et bleu le pays de delicies and le poisson d'armoire bear no comparison to the two i have selected end of section forty three recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c